2: Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt, and I'm joined, as ever, by Steve Anglesey. Hello, snowflakes. How are you?
1: I'm good. It's been a great week for Brexit, hasn't it? It's been, <laughs> it's been... another great week for Brexit. It just they just keep on coming, don't they? Keep they? on the hits keep coming. Yeah.
2: Now we'll do news first. I'm going to give um, I'm going to give end of term reports on each of the major parties. Are you? With Jerry, yes, in a little while,
1: and then we'll crown a Brexit of the week, as always. But first, are you going to do it in the traditional sort of in, in, in the way that yeah, the, the Daily Mirror might have done it in 1983? Yeah, with like chalkboard yeah. um, headline and, yeah, yeah, a, and yeah, an yeah. actual report. Are you going to a, wear a headmaster's sort of Jimmy Edwards style gown and mortarboard while you do it? We're getting into that. Realm of when I did
2: a PMQs up where Theresa May caned. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And, and I got lots of sort of um, pervy followers on Twitter who thought Indeed. I was into punishment. Fifty Shades of Porritt. Fifty Shades of Porritt. Yes, right. we'll do... That's it. So me and Jerry are going to do Fifty Shades yeah. in, in okay, a few I'll, minutes. I'll be... I won't be here for that, <laughs> listeners. And uh, and then we'll do a Brexit era, as I said. Good. But first... Monday and Tuesday were bonkers. Yeah, they were crazy days. Weren't they? I have to admit that I was a little bit out of the loop on Monday. Yes. Because I, at, I'm not a young man anymore. No, you're not. yeah. You know. but I, but I did dress like one. Thanks. I don't. Well, what, like shorts and yeah, <laughs> dunter's hat. Yeah. Um, I, keeping the school theme going. Um, I did attend, kind of accidentally attended a music festival at the weekend. Yes. And it was very hot. You did you were down with the kids? I was down with the kids. It was it was lit. I'm told. Was it lit? I'm yeah. told was it, it was on fleek. I'm told that all of those things it, it, it was, and um, I, I I got a little bit overexcited on Sunday because one of my favorite bands were playing. Who was that? That, that was Wolf Alice. Yeah who I'm a fan of, but again
1: I have been told I'm too old to like it. Basically went to a m- very middle class music <laughs> festival, didn't you, at yeah. which to- radical new acts like the the Killers were playing <laughs> and Sleeper and not and Liam Gallagher <laughs> and Sleeper, yeah. It
2: was it was it was like Creamfields was in the early 90s. Blimey, what rubbish. And, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it was very hot and uh there were refreshments available. Well, did you get a bit of sunstroke? Got a bit of sunstroke and then returned home on on Monday... To find the government in chaos. Turned on the TV. The government was in chaos. The world was in chaos because Trump was in Russia, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But, uh, Steve, firstly, Monday. What were your thoughts on on Monday's bedlam in Parliament?
1: Well, I mean, I thought Theresa May snatched defeat from the the jaws of victory basically Yeah, Um, I can't imagine that she didn't do it without I was going to say good reason but without some reason clearly she thought that if she pressed on on the course that she was going there would be enough people to spark some kind of leadership challenge and Mm. despite all of uh, the spinning last week that they don't have the numbers and it won't come to anything um, you know she was clearly worried. She was clearly very We've worried. We've had another... Uh, so we had this extraordinary week, didn't we, where, having outlined her Brexit negotiating strategy, she accepted four amendments which contradicted her Brexit negotiating strategy, whipped her MPs to vote against her Brexit negotiating strategy, and then had to accept the resignation of Guto Bebb, For supporting her Brexit negotiations, I can't even follow that anymore. No, I'm not even going to try. No, I Um, mean the the only thing that made me happy about any of this is that somebody pointed out on Twitter, I I can't remember who it was, so apologies, that Guto Beb sounded like somebody out of Star Wars. So yes, which which he does, doesn't he? He would
2: have probably been in the the bar with Boba Fett. Yeah, he would have been in the bar. Yeah. On what planet was that? Was it Hoth? The ice planet of oh, hot, the, no, the ice it was planet. It was it Tat- was Luke. Tat- Tatooine? Tatooine? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah Where yeah. they went in and they played the song. Yeah, um, was, was that on at Latitude? Did
1: the Killers do that one? They didn't. But bizarrely, bit cutting edge. Bizarrely,
2: aren't they? I didn't watch the Killers, but I but I did. I, I watched Mogwai because I'm cool. Yeah, because you're cool. Yeah. Me and 12 were, other people. They were
1: cool ones. Weren't they, they? They, they were, were yeah, back when, when were were I was
2: cool. cool. Yeah. And, but I did pop over to see the Killers for about 10 minutes because the stage was very close together. And Liam Gallagher came on stage with the Killers, Yeah. did some rambling, which we would never do, no, by the way. there's no rambling on this podcast. He then left, and then the Killers played a few more songs. And then they played um, Acquiesce, at Oasis B-Side, so I presume he was supposed I mean, to sing that and never
1: got round to it. Oh, OK. Anyway, back to um, they do Brexit. I've Got Ham But I'm Not A Hamster? With the great Bill Bailey. They did do that one. I don't know, they probably did. I
2: I imagine it was one of the ones that they did. I I did see they fired out lots of confetti.
1: Yeah, the confetti cannons are big, aren't they? they, That was quite impressive. Maybe that is the next thing for Theresa May, when she says, (laughs) I've accepted these amendments. (laughs) 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 Old <laughs> well, Julian Smith that is there with the with the old confetti cannons. Maybe this fantastic. is the only way to sell it. That would be fun. And to save Brexit. P- well, it, pyrotechnics. It's not too late for Brexit to be saved. I'm aware of I've this. I've learned this this it, week.
2: It's not too. It's uh, there is not enough pyrotechnics involved in, in politics. Everyday politics. I think great. every time every time there's a good question asked at PMQs, you should get them indoor
1: fireworks. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or if um, when. Uh, Corbin was up there asking one of his ones about buses. Yeah, old Thornbury was I'll there, get you with this, Corbyn. firing out the T-shirts, the JC for PM T-shirts.
2: Yes. yes, on those big stilt things. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or those? Have you seen the Run DMC ones that say Corbin? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're actually if they weren't advertising Jeremy Jimmy Corbyn, Corbyn, I would have one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I maybe um, just get a Run DMC one. Well, then. exactly. Yeah, yeah. band. Anyway, so it was. It's a, a, a week of. So Monday was and then Monday was
2: bonkers. Yeah, but she kind of again fudged it and got through. Yes, and then it came to Tuesday, and all our hopes were pinned. Yes, on those trade bill votes, yes. and particularly the uh, making sure that we were uh, aligned and inside the EU's medical agency one, which is. It's ludicrous that anyone would vote against that. And
1: hurrah... Quite a few of them did. Yeah, a lot did. But... But we we managed to... We were So we managed to rescue that. But then, and at that
2: point, yeah. I'm thinking... I, in fact, started writing... Yeah. ...that the the Customs Union was also
1: going to be a for the government. Yeah. But... So that was a vote that would have put us into the Customs Union if we hadn't formed no... If we had no deal, yeah. No deal by January, yeah.
2: But there was cheeky Tory whips had a little plan. They did have a plan, yeah. They didn't need it in the end, it thanks didn't. to... Um... Well, well, no, they didn't, but they were worried enough to... It appears, if you were to read today's Times, that yes. there were four paired Tories. Yes. Um, one of whom was Brandon Lewis, yes, the Tory party chairman, and three other unnamed pairs who were asked to vote. Um, the other three took advice and decided not to break their pair, which is um, admirable. Yes. Um, but it appears, and he denies this, we should point out, that Brandon Lewis did break the pair. Um, he says it was an honest mistake. Yes. But the evidence is starting to pile up a little bit against the Tory party chairman and the great Yarmouth MP, isn't it? It is, yeah. So who's to blame here? Him, the Julian Smith, the chief whip,
1: or are they both a pair of Brexit wallies? Well... I mean, it's the worst—the worst example of pairing since Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley, isn't it? It's, um... <laughs> Do you remember that
2: video they did as well? Yeah, a song, brilliant. You know, yeah, by yeah. A
1: pool, weren't they? Um, yeah, and um, well, uh, who who knows? I I I am hoping that by the time you listen to this, dear new European podcast listener, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, and by the time you listen to it, it will come out on Friday uh, early morning. And you know, I hope one of them or both have resigned because if these, if these things are true, uh, and Julian Smith did encourage people to to break the, their pairs knowingly because to to avoid the um, to to avoid a, a defeat which they didn't actually need in the end, but um, but if this is true, then it means that he has now. There's nothing it's happened before. We, pairs, we, we, are, we pairs, are, pairs are broken, and they are broken
2: accidentally as well. Yes. I think Anna Soubri, who um, has a Tory rebel, yeah. said she accidentally broke a pair. And, it, and, it, and this was highly charged, it was chaotic, it was happening
1: but know, this is quickly. A, but this is alleged to be a deliberate strategy, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to, yeah. to sneak it in by the back way. And if that is true, then he has, and if it's true, he has broken parliamentary convention, he's Lied about it in yeah, his response to thing, in his response to Joe Swinson, yeah. who was supposed to be Brandon Lewis's pair on yeah. Twitter, and he's also made Andrea Leadsom mislead house. the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, look, listen, Esther McVeigh's not resigning for misleading the house, so I don't expect you would have that, to stand up and put it right. Though so, I mean, so yeah, I don't expect Andrea Leadsom will have to resign. But if this is true, then j- clearly Julian Smith should should resign. I mean, I, I can't, I think... Setting aside his big confetti cannon. Yeah, I think that, um,
2: well, just on Julian Smith, he's not the whip that Williamson was. No. Because he does... He, he doesn't have the tarantula. He doesn't have a tarantula. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Gavin Williamson. Not Not his politics, particularly. I just like... Just his tarantula. I just like his tarantula and I like his...
1: Sort of it's, Machiavellian. I yeah, also yeah, I yeah. like standing
2: near fireplaces it's, with him. Yeah,
1: he's nakedly ambitious. Isn't yeah, and yeah. I,
2: I, there is something that I that I want to in that. But uh, but he, Williamson did everything behind closed doors. Yeah, Smith is really open. He was down on the front bench counting the amount of people that were on the front bench last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He, he chats to him in the you know none of this. He all seems to do very publicly. Yes, and it, and you know that might be his downfall. I mean we. There were lots of threats being made, um, and that is commonplace when you've got a tight vote, but he it, it just doesn't seem to have no. the gravitas as a chief whip that no. previous ones
1: have had. So basically he was threatening people, apart from aside, setting aside this pairing fiasco or conspiracy, he was telling people that if the government... Um, if the government was defeated, there would be a confidence vote and probably a, 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 a maybe a general election. Yes, that's correct. Uh, now, I don't know how would there would have been how it would have followed. The, the, the Tories would have clearly won a confidence vote, so there wouldn't have been a general election. No, um, so I mean that's bollocks in the first place. This was all precipitated, by the way, by members of the ERG letting it be known that if um, the if the, they would they would then vote against this piece of legislation about the customs union to prevent it happening so they would vote against this, so so it would never happen and because of this they threatened it uh they threatened this ludicrous idea of a general that, that there would be a confidence vote and Theresa May would lose it and there'd be a general election um we've since seen the ERG denying that any of this Ever happened yeah. I, that, that they were never going to vote against. That's right. Time. So, yeah, so a farce upon farce. It
2: really, it really not was, it still is. I mean, this is an ongoing farce of a government. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's,
1: it's just in chaos, isn't it? I like the idea, so oh, if, if you're the chairman of the Conservative Party, I don't know if this yeah. is still true, but yeah. when Geoffrey Archer was the chairman and yeah. Cecil Parkinson. they basically used to run the campaign, didn't they? That's correct, yeah. They used to, so you have a big influence on the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I, Brandon Lewis... I spoke Lewis, to
2: Brandon about this not so long ago, and good. this is, where he, this is exactly job number one. Right,
1: is this, this is what he's focusing yeah. on. So does he make up the slogans, the party slogans? Well, I, I, he will certainly have some input. So, what about if he did... Because, obviously, Bruce Forsyth has sadly died. So, now, yes, he sad. could he could do... You get nothing for a pair, not in this game. Yeah. That could be his new that slogan. Good. And he could, and he could do the... He could come in with his confetti cannon, yeah. do the old Brucey. Brucey stands. It's not
2: working for you. We're both doing it, but yeah. it's not working for you because this is not a visual format. It's not, is it? Uh, well, I, I shall put it to him. I could text him now. he's cheating. Funny. It's funny because... I often uh text Brandon and I've he's not he's gone all quiet. Has he? Yeah. I don't think he's going to resign though. Tory sources he's are saying he's not... He's
1: but he's not a pairer. Like, <laughs> Brandon, what's he called? Brandon Flowers, is he called, from The Killers? I've <laughs> you know pears, but it's I'm weird. not a pairer. On the, on the walk
2: back to um, after, uh, on Saturday night, uh, Sunday morning after The Killers had been viewed by some of my festival companions, I did refer to Brandon Flowers as
1: Brandon Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's how <laughs> to, down with the kids their, you are. To their confused, uh, confused looks. And then, but in the midst of all this chaos, to, you know, where there is discord, (laughs) let there bring harmony. In the midst of all of this, a hero arose, didn't he? Yes. A hero arose. That's right. And he stood in the exact same place where Geoffrey Howard stood. Yeah. Did you you notice that? It's brilliant. Very clever. He stood in the exact same place where Geoffrey Howard stood, and then he made a speech that was unifying. Well, that was, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was terrible. Brilliant
2: oratory. <laughs> I described it as a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, like yeah, or, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not Boris not, we're talking about. Obviously, he's not
1: very good at speaking, is he? And especially not speaking in in um, in Parliament. Is a. I mean, I, even I would admit that Boris Johnson is a. He 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 has a turn of phrase. He certainly does. Yeah, a Latin turn of phrase. A Latin turn of phrase, and occasionally his articles that aren't about Brexit and, and politics are. You know, you could a wry smile might play over yes. your well. I've
2: find a many laugh. a wry smile over Boris yeah. and his antics, um, uh, but but yes, it wasn't wasn't fabulous. His speech was it?
1: No, I thought it was very poor.
2: I, I, I watched it twice actually to see if I'd missed anything. Yeah, um, I hadn't. No, he. I mean, Boris, people told me early in the morning, that it wasn't going to be that. It wasn't going to be a Jeffrey Howe moment. He wasn't going to have you know really go out.
1: For Theresa May. Well, that's the game of low expectations, isn't it? And then he went out and lived up to those low expectations. But them saying that made me think that maybe he would. Mm. Yeah. He prays (coughs) to the skies Theresa May's Lancaster House speech, didn't he? Just start that again. He prays to the skies. He prays to the skies Theresa May's Lancaster House speech. Yes. Didn't he? And he said that the pound soared after that. Mm. And I was looking at this earlier on and... The value of the pound before Theresa May spoke was $1.24. Yeah. And the value of the pound the day after Theresa May spoke, after the pound had soared... Yeah, soared. ..was $1.23. Oh. So it didn't so kind of, it didn't soar at all. It kind, so kind of went down. So kind It of the did go down. So well, the opposite of soaring. But anything that Boris says you should
2: believe the opposite, probably, I think, is a good rule of thumb.
1: Yeah. And then he said, believe in this country and what it can do. Mm. And it reminded me of... It reminded me of when Peter Pan, if you go ever, you've got children, Small yeah. children, yeah, you, yeah, you know? yeah. and when you go and see Peter Pan on stage, there's a moment, isn't there, where he comes out and says, well, Peter Pan, I was watching this the other week with Alison Williams who was in it, who, from Girls, and she also appeared in Get Out, and the, Peter Pan comes to the front of the stage and Tinkerbell is dying, yeah, yeah. and she says, you've got to say that you believe in fairies. fairies. Do you believe in fairies? If you believe, clap your hands, and the audience all goes like this. Don't let Tinkerbell die. Yeah. And that's you know believe in Brexit. Don't let Brexit die. Did you go to a just children's theatre show or something? Well, many years ago, I my children. He said were the small, other week. Yeah. No, the other week I was. It was on. It was on some CBeebies. No, it was on something that. Stop trying to wriggle out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love Peter Pan. Oh yeah, well Peter. You Pan,
2: You can yeah. visit the balcony, can't you, in London? I've been past it on a bus. Where who was it who wrote it? J.M. Um, Barry. Yes the the balcony that was the balcony that was written about you know when the children fly out the window oh well, yeah it's a real visit, balcony it's a actual balcony hands. I didn't visit it on purpose or no you just happened, went past the balcony I just happened to go past this is it. fascinating balcony it's, news there you
1: go it's good isn't it we're no no <laughs> rambling here but we're always number one for Alison Williams and and balcony news <laughs> But it was car parks the other week and no, now we're doing it was car parks yeah. It so was car Pox. Final thoughts? Well, look, there was no detail in this speech at all, was no. there? There was no detail in it, and, um, and it's very reminiscent of the, um, the. Do you remember where's the beef? Are you too young for this? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? So there used to be a slogan and I think it was Wendy's slogan when the Wendy burgers were trying to take oh, home from McDonald's in um, America. Oh yeah, well there was a Wendy's in Leeds. And you got more yeah, there was a Wendy's in um in London which yeah. I always used to um they love to go to. Did square burgers, didn't they? They did square burgers, yeah, they yeah. did bowls of chili, it was really great. Yeah. Um but I think their slogan was where's the beef and they had more beef in their beef burgers than McDonald's and all yeah. of this. And then When Gary Hart was running against Walter Mondale to take on Ronald Reagan in 1984, he was sort of, you know, all spin and no real substance, and Walter Mondale used this phrase, where's the beef? And there's not really any detail. There's no detail at all. But the only bit of detail that there was was when he he started to go on about how we'd be forced to match these... Well, we are being forced to match EU standards on the environment and social affairs he said and he said it's hard to see how Mrs Thatcher could have done all the stuff that she did um, you know all the reforms that she did with all those in place so really what Brexit is about for him and rich people like him Mm. is a war on good the good food standards that we've got from the UK so we can bring in a load of chlorinated shit from other countries and a war on workers' rights and maternity yeah. rights and parents' yeah. rights. Yeah. So people like him can screw even more money out of ordinary people. That's basically the mask slip there. Yeah, yeah, I think. A moment right. of detail. And do you know what I think we know where the
2: beef is. It is in America and it's been pumped full of hormones. Ooh, yeah. Pumped full of hormones. Bring it on. Sounds great, doesn't it? Bring it on. Um, It's not just the government that are in utter shambles, though, is it?
1: No, the President of the United States is in utter shambles as well. He is. Shall we talk about Mr Trump? Yeah, if if we must, yeah. So,
2: I'm going back to Monday evening. The lead story wasn't the Brexit shambles. Yeah. It was Donald Trump aligning himself with Russia. Yeah. Which was chilling. It was chilling. But then... Ah, but it's fine, because... Someone said to me, "I like the new European podcast," and I said, "I wouldn't listen to the new European podcast." Yeah, but what you actually meant is, I would listen to the you new would European podcast.
1: To it. It's
2: extraordinary, <laughs> isn't it? You, you cannot make it up. If I was writing a novel, yeah, and I give said novel about U.S. president, yeah, novel
1: shock, you could call it. Could very good. That's good, isn't it? Could have that one.
2: The editor would say. You need to find some redeeming feature for this character. It's too comic. It's it's not real. No one's yeah. going to believe this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just utterly insane. Yes, I it didn't is. say that. I meant I said that,
1: but I meant the complete opposite. He's totally sane. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, what an excuse. Um, and the fact that he thinks he can get away with it. The fact that it took him twenty four hours to come out. Yeah. He is getting away with it. Well, I would like to see... He's the, a very stable genius. I'd like to see the, 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 the polls, and clearly you would hope that America would take its revenge on Donald Trump and all his stupidity in, in November, but, you know, well, we've let's been down so. this road before. We have haven't been we? down this road before. What it reminds me of, though, and what it it just reinforces that, that this is a increasingly a post-truth Yeah. Society, yeah. isn't it? A post-truth world yeah. where it is possible now. It's not just possible; it's the norm yeah. to just say things that are not true and bluster through them and get away with them. And that is a very. I watched Nadine dangerous. Dorries. I, I, I I'm becoming obsessed with Nadine. Well, you've Dorries. got your
2: own shelf at home, and learn I about have. Something. Well, we'll deal with that uh,
1: at a later date. But um, but I watched. I was watching her on Sky um, on Wednesday, and she said there's no hard border between America and Canada. Mm. And Adam Bolton said, well, there is, isn't there? And she went, no, there isn't, there's not, there isn't a hard border. And I had to go to Twitter immediately and go... And then I looked at loads and loads of photos of the hard border and lots of stories about yeah. how long it takes goods yeah. to to go through and sometimes you get <clears> detained <throat> and all of this kind of stuff. And then Michael Gove we had earlier in the week, didn't we? saying, oh, if I'd been running vote leave, we wouldn't have, you know... Yeah. I w- we wouldn't have said all those things... He was the about, co-chair. ...about Turkey. He was the co-chairman of, of vote leave, and about three about three weeks before... In fact, it was less, it was two weeks before the, the referendum, he went out and made a speech about Turkey, yeah. and he said, we're going to open visa-free travel to 77 million Turkish citizens. Yeah. Which we weren't. No. So you can just but say. the anything. lies
2: have worked. They worked for the Remain campaign. Yeah, and they worked for uh, Trump. Yeah. So why would they stop?
1: So it, well, exactly.
2: They're going to carry on until. And the only people that can change this nonsense is is the people. Yeah. They are the most powerful people involved, and we we have got to um, stop taking this bullshit. And you know. Yeah, it's remarkable. rise up and it was great to see the protest for Trump um it was. On, on the streets of London. And I also loved It was brilliant the Queen. Yeah, I like the Queen as well. I mean you know, I'm not sure a modern progressive nation like we used to be needs a monarchy. But God bless the Queen. Yes. She is the best thing about her is she stays completely silent and yet says so much. I know. <laughs> she was fantastic with Trump. You see when she was he she you just stopped and yeah. she was behind you. <laughs> Okay. Absolutely fantastic. So, um, I, think, I think. So, should we, we do
1: more lying on this podcast? Lying? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll tell. Shall, would, let's do a lie each. I think Jeremy Corbyn's uh, hard line stance against anti Semitism has been entirely commendable and extremely successful.
2: Me too. So, like, I'll tell you a little yeah. lie. I think that Jeremy Corbyn will make a fantastic Prime Minister. And doesn't want to turn Britain into a one-nation socialist empire. Oh, yeah. Can I talk about Jeremy Corbyn? Yeah, if you, want, if you, if you want to. I'm yeah. very, very, very vexed about this. Yes. So I, I think you're right to be vexed. Let's just get you up to speed. And we, I feel bad about this now, but we've kind of, not dodged, but we've touched on this on the pod before. Yes. But we've always said, we've always kind of given Jeremy the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is certainly true that he's he has campaigned against racism in in other forms previously. Yeah, in almost um, all its forms. Almost all its forms. <laughs> yes, i have been a brave <laughs> campaigner again. In almost all its forms. But let's let me just bring it to speed. So so um, there was Labour were making a decision this week about whether to adopt and let me get this right the full definition. Yeah, of anti-semitism, which was written by the International Holocaust
1: Remembrance Alliance.
2: Yes. Now, that's a pretty serious organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these it are, is. Fair, these are and, very serious and issues. And their,
1: their acronym is, uh, is IHRA, which you would <laughs> yeah. have thought Jeremy Corbyn had been quite receptive to. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Now, that definition has been adopted by the UK government, by the Scottish government, the Welsh Assembly, the CPS, the Crown Prosecution Service, uh, closure policing... N U S. Yes, everyone, 120 local authorities, including Bradford Council, uh, which adopted it yesterday, mm. and r- rabbis from every corner of the Jewish religion came together to yeah. back and say Labour. You know, a lot of these guys don't get on, by the way. No, the
1: strictly Orthodox yeah. ones, and uh, yeah, yeah, they, they came together, yeah, yeah. I mean, cast
2: aside a... their problems, and came together and said to Labour, adopt it in full. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have even been something that Labour were debating. No. So Labour didn't adopt it in full. They adopted I think uh, I think there's twelve there's eleven examples of how anti Semitism might manifest. Um and the IHRA mm-hmm. suggests that all of them need to take in context yeah. and which it, it's all very sensible is this. Labour only agreed to seven of them, right? Of the ones that they didn't agree, this one is the one that really vexes me. So, um, the Labour Code now suggests that it is no longer likely to be anti-Semitic to accuse Jewish citizens of being more loyal to Israel or to the alleged priorities of Jews worldwide than to the interests of their own nations. Right. Right? There was someone else who was peddling that yes. particular lie about Jewish people. Not actually that long ago. No. I know that it is a bit of a no-no to um, to refer to Hitler and put him against politicians, and I'm not for a minute suggesting that Jeremy Corbyn is in one way like Hitler, but these are dangerous ways for the Labour Party to be going. And that, not adopting that particular um, example of what anti-Semitism is, is... Exactly where old right-wing anti-Semitism came from. So I'm sorry, but today's Labour Party it is not anti-Semitic to suggest that Israel is Nazi-like. That's not anti-Semitic, right? So Labour, Labour's now policy, and this is policy, is is to is to allow members and MPs to say. Israel, the state of Israel, is like Nazi Germany, Good and you would not get punished for that. That is not anti-Semitic. <sighs> what kind of f***ing nonsense is Jeremy Corbyn presiding over? I will say this now. I stand, I stand with Margaret Hodge. This is racist. The Labour Party is, has agreed a racist policy here. Yeah. Uh, it's indefensible. Absolutely
1: indefensible yeah i've got very little to add to to all of that other than to say that i've already seen some people saying isn't this amazing that labor are in the lead in the polls and then all of this happens and the only reason that this has happened is because some people in the labor party are too ideologically stupid yeah or Maybe just too anti Semitic. I see one of the other things to agree to a a universally heralded definition of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance
2: list makes it very clear that you can be a critic of Israel. Yeah. You can, just like you can be a critic of any other country. (laughs) And you can, in fact, support Palestine and all those kinds of things. You can do those things without being anti Semitic. What Labour has done is given the people who are anti-Semitic within the party and those who aren't in the party yet but are anti-Semitic um, a thumbs up, come and join us. Hang your head in shame, Jeremy Corbyn. And the sooner you scoot off um, to wherever it is you came from, the backbenchers or looniesville, the better. Have you got anything to add, Steve? No.
0: Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website www.theneweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Jerry. Hello.
2: I've I've just calmed down a bit because I've just had a bit of a rant.
0: Breathe.
2: Yeah, so I just need to take a deep breath. Should we start with... (laughs) It's the end of term. Everyone's a bit giddy. They've all brought their games Uh in. What have you bought? Uh, Connect Four.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Twister for me. Twister? Always Twister.
2: Mm, That's more of a student game, isn't it? I don't know. It's Tider and...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the way you play it. All right, all right. Forget (laughs) that.
2: Forget that. Um... (laughs) Okay, so well, what I want to do is I want you to grade each of the leaders. We'll we talk about their their parties as well. Yeah. And then I want you to tell me which game they'd bring in in the last year term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to start with Sir Vince. Yes. We're not going to listen. Apologies to our Scottish listeners. Lib Dems, Labour, and then we'll finish with the government. Yes, that's fine. Okay, so... Uh, Sir Vince, yeah. he's been leader now for a fair old while, hasn't he?
0: He has, and I know we're only talking about this year, but doesn't 2010 seem like a long time ago?
2: It seems like a heck of a long time Especially
0: ago. Especially if you're a Lib Dem, I feel.
2: Well, yeah, glory days back then, wasn't it? it yeah. It's almost unimaginable that they would be in a, in a coalition government now, isn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think Sir Vince uh, taking on the leadership was welcome.
2: I think it was the right move because I mean obviously Swinson will be the next leader. Yeah, I think so. But she has got lots of things going on in her in her home life of course. It's just yeah. um congrats Jo is a new mum as we have as we've been made very <laughs> yeah. aware this week. Um, I, just, I
0: just think the Lib Dems were probably quite relieved to have a leader who, when you googled his name, it didn't automatically come up under headlines to do with gay sex being a sin.
2: Yes, that is, it definitely would be a relief. Not just for Lib Dems, for all concerned. For I all
0: think. concerned.
2: Also, a safe pair of hands.
0: A safe pair of hands. Knows way around or,
2: Westminster. It'd
0: be a bit of a you know period of stability. Yeah, good at um, dancing. I think it's arguably been good at dancing. It it it's like, oh, I know, I not Have you dance with him?
2: No, but I'd love to. Oh,
0: I think you could you fit on a good show. He
2: would he would definitely. I'd love to be led by servants. <laughs> would you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that you throwing in your hat for a Dem MP? He's a
2: good hat wearer as well.
0: Is he? There we yeah. go. Where's where's a hat and dancers? There we are. There we are. Um, I think look. I think things have been stable um, with servants, but they haven't. To coin Theresa May's phrase, been very strong. No. Um, They've still got what this. What have problem. they actually done this year to no, stand this out? Is, this
2: is exactly my point. They've got this problem, haven't they? They have taken a very uh, strong and admirable stance on Brexit. Yep, and gained no Remain voters, as far as I can tell. No. Uh, is it because they're too linked to all these disparate groups who are also fighting Brexit or <sighs> Britain best for? Brexit, I just don't whatever. think
0: people believe that if they put their eggs in a Lib Dem basket it's gonna get anywhere and I think, you know, their election performance was disappointing. Awful. Even more so when you look at the state of
1: Labour so, and the Tories yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um the local elections in May they weren't terrible for them. They gained free councils, but in Westminster they're just being squeezed further and further and further. Yeah. And if there was an election soon, which you never know. very possible. Um I really think they'd be in danger. Their twelve MPs have only got a small majority, including Tim Farron, yeah. in his seat. Um,
2: and he can't move on to bloody vote on Brexit. Well,
0: you know, that, that as We're well. We're supposed you know, to
2: you... trust them on, uh, for being the, the true opposition on Brexit and they're not even in the bloody house to vote when there's a big Brexit vote. No, I think... Symbolic.
0: I think Vince Cable kind of... You know when he mocked Gordon Brown from um, transforming from Stalin into Mr Bean? Yeah. I think he really risks becoming almost that kind of character. Like, yeah. the... The economics man who really wanted the top job, but then when he got it, didn't really know what to do with it and didn't. That's what the Lib Dems
2: feel like to me. They've not really done anything wrong. No, but they've certainly not done anything right. No, and it's it's all—it's very—it's all very Lib Dem.
0: Yeah, (laughs) which is the problem. (laughs) All they've spoke about—they speak
2: about Brexit, which is fine, good work. The only other stuff I can really remember them talking about is bloody legalising cannabis.
0: Yeah, yeah, which again. Fine but is it really right. the biggest order of the day at the moment when no. the country's in chaos? No,
2: it no. certainly isn't. It's akin to Jeremy Corbyn and his blinking buses.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's where I, that's what I think of um of Vincent and the Dems for last year. I don't think they've really done anything to stand out or make themselves known. I okay. mean the, so
2: they've just sat at the back like I said, blended in
0: yeah they're they're the middle student they've not' the one done, that kind of they've not been on. in detention no,
2: but they've certainly not sparkled they've
0: not excelled so
2: w- what are you going to give them as a grade?
0: You know they pass. Yeah, I'll give him a C. A C. But you know.
2: And what game would Sir Vince bring in?
0: <laughs> or what game would he bring in? I don't think he'd bring in Risk. No. Definitely, definitely no, not.
2: No, no, no.
0: I'm thinking more something like uh, pick up sticks.
2: Yes. I okay, think that's a very, good.
0: very good game for Sir Vince.
2: All right, fantastic. Well, you go off into the corner, Sir Vince, and enjoy picking up some <laughs> sticks. Um, Jeremy Corbyn and Labour. <sighs>
0: I'm consistently disappointed with Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. Like, in a very teacher, I'm not angry, I'm no. just disappointed way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I, I am a little angry as well. Um,
2: I'm furious.
0: We've I've, I've heard. We've mm. absolutely heard. Um, look, we've said it before, but there was just so much hope, wasn't there, for what he could do yeah. for the party. Yeah. And it's just turned out to be such a dab squib. He's broadly shadowed. The government's position on brexit he's yeah. let down a lot of voters—and yeah. his refusal to kind of come out and oppose Brexit, I think, it lost him so much credence. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen,
2: especially with younger voters. Well, as I
0: was going to say, I don't know if you've seen momentum.
2: Yes, um, this is a very major m- yeah, step. Actually, it's really
0: interesting, isn't it? Who were you know once propping him up, arguably, and the big force in his popularity? Then, I putting this growing pressure on him to turn against Brexit and push yeah. for a referendum on the final deal. Yeah. Which is which is big, um, but I don't see him doing it.
2: Well, he's a Brexiteer. Yeah,
0: um, which is fine. Well, it's not, but, you know. Well,
2: at least be honest about yeah. it. That's the problem that we're, yeah. that we're getting with Jeremy. He, he never says one thing or the other, really, when it comes to Brexit. No. And in doing so, he's complicit in the shambles that is going on in government.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, his PNQ's performances throughout the year have been... Average at best. I think
0: they've improved.
2: They've improved, but they're very hit but it and was a, And it
0: was a low starting point.
2: Yeah, and it he, he was good this week. It was garbage the week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, when he does Brexit, it's he, it's kind of fine. Um, it, it's always a relief when he does because at least someone's holding the government to account. But he's all. There's always Theresa May has always got a comeback. Mm-hmm. There's too many holes in his armor. Yeah. You know, this week it was she was losing up until the point she said anti-semitism Absolutely. and then she won. And it's the same with... It's uh, a silver the bullet, Bre- isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the Brexit flip-flop is exactly yeah. the same.
0: I think the problem with Corbyn is that he's found it really easy to dismiss concerns from his Europhile MPs, even though, like, 90 of them ignored the party whip to, um, you know, saying in the single market for the EA. Um, but there's more awkward for him is you know, this, this young supporter kind of backlash, it's um, the uh, Jez Fest, which um, he was heckled by all these pro-EU campaigners, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? And yeah. It's not they a good look. They were kicked out. I know.
2: I mean, I know. what on earth is happening with the Labour Party?
0: I just don't think it's a very good look for him. Um,
2: they're just, they're, they're thugs. Yeah. Uh, they're thugs. He's he's not, but he's surrounded by thugs.
0: Yeah, absolutely, which, I know, Neil, and I know, I know you've already spoken about it, but you know, he's just been dogged by scandal after scandal, and now this anti-Semitism route, which continues to rumble on. How is, is this still an how issue? How is it still happening?
2: It, it, I just can't understand why. Oh, I'm off again. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> Go on, Jeremy.
0: But it's shameful, isn't it? It's is shameful, and it's just—it's another example of Jeremy Corbyn refusing to listen to what members are saying and sticking kind of to his his view, but never actually really saying what it is, even though we all know. Great. I'm gonna fail him. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna get a. He's gonna get an F. An F. An F. Jeremy. I think because he so, showed so much promise and stay
2: behind after class. Mm-hmm. Corbin. <laughs> um. And what game would he bring in?
0: <laughs> what game would he bring in? It'd be something like, or it'd be something. I God,
2: think I'm he'd not. probably just bring in the Das Kapital. Read it by himself at the back. He wouldn't want to play with anyone, would he? That's true. Okay, Mrs. May and the government.
0: Yeah. Uh, what a year. What a, <laughs> what a year.
2: It's been a roller coaster. Can
0: you believe she's still clinging on?
2: Well, she must gain some some credibility. Well maybe yeah, credibility. Some some you know I, gold stars for that. I, I
0: kind of admire it. I do, absolutely. You know, she's still there. Um I think a lot of the goings-on in the Tories this year has been a lot like being at school yeah being in the playground the gossiping and the nastiness and the pettiness bet, and the I bet there's hair pulling going on I bet on. Boris
2: does a wedgie as well I bet he does I bet he runs up behind cabinet ministers when they're yeah. leaving the cabinet what pulls the trousers down no you know not a wedgie <laughs> I <is>?
0: know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you, I'm not
2: suggesting Boris pulls trousers down although it wouldn't be a great shock
0: no <laughs> um but she's still there. Resignation after resignation, scandal after scandal. She's still going on. But she's made some staggeringly bad calls over this last year. Yes. Um. I mean, it's all started with the snap election, obviously. Yes. yes. Bad idea,
2: Theresa. <laughs>
0: bad, bad call. Um. It only <laughs> exposed the massive divisions in her party. Um. Failure to rein in the um ERG, caving on a Chequers Brexit plan, just to name a few. Um, I thought she was surprisingly ballsy last week, though, when she said, um, "Back me or face another general election." Essentially.
2: Yeah, but she's not going to lose in a no confidence vote.
0: Well, I was going to say it kind of shows how scared the um, party are of going to a going to a general election and how badly yeah. that might go to them that yeah. she can play that card. Um,
2: yeah, it's hardly a sign of strength, I suppose, but.
0: It's not, um, but you know we. Talked about how badly that snap election went for Labour in the Lib Dems. It didn't go well for the Tories, either. No. It's not like anyone was a winner there, and that failure... A bunch of losers. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, uh, schoolyard. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think the failure of them to make any ground on anything has just been the theme of a the year. She's robbed of all her authority, and she still doesn't have any over... A party, cabinet, the voters. I mean, nearly every decision she's made on Brexit this last year has been tailored to suit the brexit side of her party. Is there and they're li- still not happy. No.
2: Is there likely to be... Is is there brighter times ahead for Theresa? Are we looking forward to a, a, an improvement next year? She's got rid of the, you know, really mouthy Brexiteers in the cabinet now by hook or by crook. And, you know, a brighter times ahead...
0: I think it's too late. She even failed to give a Love Actually style slapdown down to Donald Trump, which I would have enjoyed um, and would have probably boosted her a grade. Um, yes. But I really think that it's too late for her that she's lost any kind of comeback she might have. It's done. It's done. It's over. It's all over. They're just hanging on to her until Brexit's done with. Great. And she'll be off. For, for, for kind of stayability, mm. I'll pass her. Wait. But it's a it's a it's on the CD border, I'd say.
2: Right, CD border. Yeah. Must try harder. Must try all harder. All three.
0: All three. That's, Terrible year.
2: That is how we have been failed. Mm-hmm. And what game would she bring?
0: <laughs> She'd bring. I think she would bring Monopoly, but yeah. then she would be the one that throws a fit when it all goes wrong.
2: Yeah, she she would flip the ball. Absolutely, over. yeah. Jerry, what a pleasure as always. Thank you very much, and uh, that's it. School is out.
0: school's out for the summer.
1: Brexiteer of the Week. Ah, Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the Week. Um, you know when you're just going through Twitter and you see something that is so mad and you sort of scroll down it and then you, you sort of you have to scroll back and, and try and find it? And, yeah. And this was this was how I felt the other day when I was looking uh, through all my tweet decks So many different things, many different people, many different um, themes. And one of... I'm still a follower of Joe Marnie, not a follower of her political views, clearly. But, you follow her as a person. But I follow her on Twitter. And um, and she, is, of course, was Henry Bolton, the short-lived UKIP leader's girlfriend, racist girlfriend. And she was having a discussion with some of her other Twitter followers about um, people people's culture as being overtaken by immigrants. And she said... Um, she said, you don't need an invasion of immigrants to be able to enjoy a nice curry. There's a difference between losing your culture and enjoying other cultures. Would you like to go to India and for them to have adopted British culture? I wouldn't. And oh. I thought I agreed with her, because, it, God, imagine if you went to India and they were all drinking tea and playing cricket. <laughs> what, what would that be like? Uh, Tony Gallagher is the editor of the Sun newspaper. and." Yeah. He, he was, was the secret guest
2: at Latitude Festival that I went to. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was came really, out, yeah. really weird, actually. He, came he sang out a lot of, sort of his, songs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And um And uh, the last week... So, when England went out of the World Cup, um, Martin Selmayr, who is the um, Secretary-General of the European Commission, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he tweeted... Uh, a, a string of football icons and a, stri- a string of EU flag icons, and some people said this was Martin Selmer taunting England for going out of the Euros, and he sort of said, well, I'm just celebrating the fact that it's two countries who are staying in the EU or, or yeah. whatever are going to be in the final. He is a he is bit a of a, a trick, prick, honest, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and Tony Gallagher was foaming at the little mouth about this and his little <laughs> bat ears were all twitching about yeah, it. And he has got little sticky-out bat ears, hasn't he? And, um, and his little glasses were all steamed up. And so he commissioned this editorial in The Sun, and it said, it said Martin is an unelected bully. And it said, this tweet revealed so much, a total lack of empathy and class. And then I was thinking, well, he, he, that was a lack of empathy and class from yeah. Martin Selmayr. Yeah. And then I was just looking at the previous week's Sun, and who went out of the... The, the tournament a week before us. Yeah, Germany. It was Germany, and do you know what was on the front page of The Sun? Lots of pictures of German footballers crying. Yeah. A massive headline that said Schadenfreude, and then underneath it, because, you know, frankly, <laughs> he went, I'm not sure you lot will get this, yeah, yeah. it said, it had the dictionary definition, pleasure derived from another people's misfortune. So, but that it was, you know, classy. Uh, yeah, empathy and class yeah. displayed by Tony Gallagher. Played Tony. Um, let's talk about Vote Leave. Finally, yes, um, they've been fined uh, this week. One of their people has been referred uh, to the police. In any other week, that would have been the lead story. Yeah, it I would have been. Reason, yeah, yeah. Squeezed it into Brexit. Um, so yeah. We mentioned Michael Gove earlier. He was co-chair. Pretty Patel was a Vote Leave campaign committee member and I, I, a couple of things that she's done this week have really stood out for me. There was a tweet that she uh, put out that said this is no longer an argument about whether Brexit was a good idea or not, but it's about democracy. And I wonder just why can you care to guess why brexiteers like Pretty pretel no longer wonder want to argue about whether or not brexit is a good idea and just talk about whether it's you know about d- democracy but what the thing that really stood out for me is obviously now she is no longer the international development secretary mm. um she's got quite a bit of time on her hands and she's Good, good for her, she's sponsoring a reading programme yeah. in local schools in, uh, in, is it Whittam? Whittam, yeah. Whittam, where she's the MP. And the other day she went to Powers Hall Academy and they were having a special Pretty Patel reading day, and all of the kids dressed up as characters from the Mad Hatters Tea Party. <laughs> and she was suddenly looking at people dressed as lunatics. Little rodents and the weird Victorian characters, and how different it must be from when she goes to all those meetings of the ERG with Jacob Rees Mogg and uh, and old people like that. She's not talking to me, patel. is she not? I called her too stupid to be prime minister on Radio Four. Did you? Yeah, probably a bad move. That is a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I stand by it. <laughs> true but a bad move if you want to talk to pretty Patel, I don't nah, she's she's all right no she isn't nah. Darren Grimes um he uh he Grimes-y. set up Grimesy um he set up uh, believed didn't he and he has also been fined uh and referred to the police by the electoral commission ones uh and former fashion student Darren Grimes uh, also I see, I see people saying why do, you always, why do people always refer to Darren Grimes as a former fashion student? Um, is it to do with his sexuality? Oh, and, I see. And uh, it isn't. It's because Darren Grimes always used to refer to himself as a fashion student. Yeah. Um, so that's why. But a former fashion student has been fined and referred to the police over his part in this boat leave scandal. And he was on Twitter moaning that he didn't deserve the electoral commission's, uh, what he said, it's the maximum penalty of £20,000. And he said, my family have got very ordinary means and, and you know, uh, this is going to be very hard, all the hardship. Yeah. And, you know, cheer up, because maybe somebody will put £675,000 uh, through your letterbox like they did last time yeah. and just say, spend it how you want. It'd be fine. Um, but the Brexiteer of the week is Matthew Elliott, who is the, the, the chief executive of Vote Leave. He hasn't, he's been, his company has been fined, haven't they? He's yeah. not been referred he's, personally to the body. police. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I was looking back and in July he was doorstep by Channel 4 News and, um, and he said, uh, I don't know why the Electoral Commission didn't interview us and I'm disappointed that they didn't. And now we know from this Electoral Commission ruling that the reason why the Electoral Commission didn't interview Matthew Elliott is because it put in three separate requests for interviews, none of which Matthew Elliott or Vote Leave responded to. And I'm just wondering whether next month... Matthew Elliott is going to come out and say, I have no idea why I'm sitting in the dark, and I'm very disappointed that the food in my refrigerator is rotting away and now stinks, and that will be after he's failed to respond to several requests to pay his electricity bill. Mm. So Matthew Elliott is fined, and he's the Brexiteer of the week. Congratulations, Matthew. We also
2: need to congratulate our um, supporters and followers. Just tell us us a bit about that quickly and then I shall read out these good people's names.
1: So if you... We've got a new crowdfunding thing. It's called Steady. It's a fantastic way to support our journalism. I think the events of this week have shown that um, the New European um, needs to be uh, supported and keep telling our stories um, for as long as as possible. Uh, So what you need to do is look for Steady, uh, steady Steady.com, on the internet and you can go to the new european and then you can donate to us and these lovely people have donated to us nicholas kerr hey. thank you. adrian norris hey. anna parsley
2: anna parsley yeah thank you anna helena binder Marlene Gray and Joe Ramsey.
1: Thank you all. And very, I think what we'll much. do
2: in a few weeks is we'll do a mega roundup of everyone so far as well. But yeah. we'll keep adding those additional ones every week.
1: But we'll do a mega roundup maybe next week. Um, thank you very much. What can the listener do quickly now? What can the listeners do quickly now? Well, yeah. the first thing to do is just to reiterate: go to steadyhq.com. Uh, and look for the New European. You can donate to us there. If you like this podcast, and why the hell wouldn't you be? It's fun. It's not rambling at all. Ramble it's brilliant. For a second, um, then please like us. Give us a start. A big star rating on your pod uh, of choice. That would be really nice. If you want to follow the New European, it's we're at the New European on Twitter. We've got two uh, a Facebook page that you can like. We've got a Facebook readers group that you can join. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. And I am at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T.
0: That was the New European Podcast. Give us a like and subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks, Jerry. Changes we thought we'd just
2: mix it up a bit. Mix it up. If you haven't bought the paper, go out and buy it. It's two pound fifty. It's in all good news it's agents. It's well
0: worth it.
2: We appreciate all your support and help. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go.